How you doing folks and welcome back to another episode of the Combat Show with me, Darren Morgan. So this episode is going to be another individual episode and on this episode what I'm going to do is basically break down the track marathon that I did. I know it was kind of a mad thing to do and I just thought of it but the first main point that I want to make is that I was very very prepared for this. I was running a lot. I was in very, very good physical condition. So it wasn't as if I just got up the couch and did a marathon. You know, there was considerable training gone behind the scenes. Maybe not specific to a marathon, but there was lots of running at short distances. Uh, max distance I did was 10k. Um, but it was over a sustained period. And that's one thing that I wanted to get across that the prep is key so just to start off breaking down the run so number one prep is key so what you need to do is you need to prepare so that leads up in the months and weeks before your event now my said event I only kind of decided a week or two beforehand but I always had it in my mind I wanted to run a marathon around the track and record a podcast after it and so here we are (laughs) and But basically, my preparation was, you know, every second week, I would run five days a week on the track, 20 laps. And that 20 laps is 8K. And then I did that since lockdown, you know. So I was in very, very good physical running shape. Um, I just never did the long, long distance um, that we were talking about. So that's why preparation is key. I knew every section of that track. I ran it for four or five months. I knew every nut cranny of of that track, you know. So I was very familiar with it. And anything that was thrown up there, you know, I, I've, I've been there. I've done that. I know everything about that track. So that was really important. Uh, the preparation with running was very important. I knew I was in good physical con- condition and I knew um, that I could do it definitely um and then also you're thinking about the day before so i knew i was going to do it so what do you need to get ready clothes so you know you need to get a jacket if you get cold if you start to hit that wall um prepared a, a flask of coffee in the morning made scones the night before then had scones in tin foil for you know I'll explain later, but at the 50 lap stage, I'm going to have these scones, you know. Um, so it's very important to have everything laid out um, because this kind of translates into the clarity um, of in mind, in body. And how I'll go into that is, you know, if your room is messy and, you know, messiness kind of translates to you know messy cluttered kind of mind and when you're doing a large event or something that's really challenging your mind your mind has to be clear has to be free of clutter it has to be wiped clean before you start anything so you need the clean slate and then creativity can happen then the juices can flow the creative juices and you can really challenge and do amazing things but first what you have to do is get clarity in mind and body and basically by doing me what i've um implemented and what i did before the race which i've done a lot of times before things um is i know i i wouldn't usually say that and like i don't think i've told many people that i do this but you know 
well, telling everyone on a podcast now, but it is one of, I think, the most important things for clarity of mind and one of the tools that is most underutilized if you think of meditation for clearing the mind. Um, so that's saying the rosary. And look, I'm not saying for you to be a really religious person or even if you're not that spiritual of a person, you know, but the rosary is a brilliant, brilliant um, piece, a, a resource basically to guide you with meditation. So basically why I love the rosary is because it's engaging a lot of senses. So it's engaging your touch, your smell. Some of the rosary have smells on them touch smell and then you're speaking and then you're hearing your speech so you're, you're engaging all these senses while you're doing it and it's a moving meditation because you're saying the our fathers hell mary's over and over again and it's repetitive so you meditate while on that rosary i look it's a bit a different thing it works for me it might not work for you it's a bit weird but look that's me do you know what i mean and it's the best thing what i've learned now is to be authentic you know let people know what you do the weird quirky things that you do you know it might work for them they might think like i think of rosary beads like armbands and swimming pool for med- meditation you know it'll it'll keep you on the track you know you have something in your hand it's a physical thing and then after that you could do without it maybe you know um but clarity in mind and body before doing any events like that or anything strenuous on the body is essential um, and I think it's very important to have that clean slate before you do anything. Um, so just breaking down the marathon, right, I started it at, I think it was 11 and it was around the running track. I always wanted to do around the running track and what I usually do is break up the run. So I do five laps. So basically I have in my mind, I want to do 10, 10 laps. So I break that lap them 10 laps into then five so when i'm doing one i'm just thinking one 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 in my mind when i'm doing two 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 three 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 example just keep going to five then you have another five then when you get to 10 in my mind i just put a dash or i said i'm 10 percent done um and then i i keep doing that for 100 laps 105 laps actually you know it it sounds quite strenuous on the mind but it is quite rewarding when you get to that 10 all right i'm 10 percent there 20 percent there 30 percent there 40 percent there and like what we were talking about with tony on the last um podcast you know rewarding yourself along the way on these big events is so important so i had in my mind at 50 laps I was going to reward myself with two cup, uh, a flask, like two cups out of a flask of coffee and my scones that I had peanut butter and jam on. And I was coming to that and I was just thinking, the last 20 laps, I was just thinking of that coffee. I was just thinking of them scones and I was just, that was kind of motivating me at the time. And then I got to them. And I'd say I only spent 30 seconds there because time was on the essence. I wanted to get a good time. I didn't want to be drinking coffee and eating scones for half the thing. Then your muscles start to seize up. So time was of the essence for me. So I just said 30 seconds here. Like I only spent, sorry, 30 seconds here. Just having a cup of coffee, eating a scone. And honestly, they were the best 
like 30 seconds of ever euphoric nearly you know because you've you're in such an uncomfortable zone zone and this was lovely but then it was 30 seconds and it was gone but that's all i needed i needed that short little reward say you got there this is your reward boom another 50 to go so i actually had 55 but i just said another 50 to go and i just kept going kept going kept going and then i got to 50 then um and mind you, the counting in my head, you know, I wouldn't be the best at maths. So I had on my arm my phone with Strava on. So the Strava would actually tell me if I was correct. So say when I did the 50 laps, it should be 21 kilometers. And um, when I did the other 55, it should be 22 kilometers. So that's that was kind of roughly what I was working off. And it actually did kind of work out okay. And maybe I had to do one or two extra laps. I might have um just not have counted it in my head um so it's always good to have that just <laughs> maybe a piece of technology if your if your mind isn't as um is is forgetful like myself you know um but th- that was so important just breaking down each lap you know each segment of the lap so you have 10 and then break that down into five and then you have 105 and you're breaking that into sections of 10 you know what i mean it's so important and that is really akin to life you know long-term goals you know you have the big goal for me was completing that marathon doing 105 laps but i couldn't just count to 105 in my head because i know i would my mind would mean like no you're no way able to do this but if I count to five, five laps, I do that five laps, then another five, 10% done, then another five. It's a lot more manageable and it makes a lot more sense if you break goals in your life down into manageable parts. Because a lot of times we set ourselves these goals that are massive and that's brilliant. Aim high, miss high, I always said. You know, it's a great, great way to look at things. But when you're doing that aim and high, you need to dissect your goals into manageable parts because you will never achieve goals that are massively massively high without doing that because you'll get sick you sick of it because you won't be rewarded you'll see no progression but you will see progression when you dissect them goals into manageable portionable sizes and then they're more consumable you're getting more of an endorphin buzz when you hit some of them goals you're like okay that's amazing you know um it's such a powerful thing to do to just break up them goals so bringing it back to the marathon you know and it's not just marathon it's everything that you do like setting goals for college setting goals for work for your life or anything you could think of you know sports etc um you need to Break those goals, goals down into manageable, uh, portionable sizes. Because if you don't, obviously, it all comes on top of you. And look, I've been there. I've set myself mad, extensive goals and just haven't reached them because I didn't break them down properly. And now from doing other things like that and actually breaking them down and seeing how this worked, that's the sweet spot. You know, that's, that's where... Um, the beauty happens when you actually start that momentum you know you need that momentum in life you know because then when you hit one one sub goal you hit the next sub goal and success begets success so when you start becoming successful in something it just kind of 
it starts to flow the wheel starts turning and it's an absolutely amazing experience when you're in that um you know in business in sports endeavors in life etc so that's one thing that i'd really um take away from the run and you know it's not just a run it's basically breaking goals and sub goals into further segments um, to make them manageable and to make them achieve achievable and help you achieve your goals really um, and one thing as well that I was listening to you know when I was there was I think a point at the maybe 30 40 laps that it was kind of um it wasn't telling me to give up but there was a, a bit, bit of bit of feeling there like you know what are you doing here there's no one around like there's no there's no accountability here you know um there's no one like I could have stopped that race and said nothing but it was just myself it was my mind I couldn't give up if I was in that moment and I just said not there was no one there around me which made it a bit harder maybe you know in a marathon you have people cheering you on and you have that accountability you're telling everyone you did the marathon I told no one I could just say you know what fuck this I'm not doing it you know what I mean and no one would ever have known but what I always say it's you would have mind you would have known and you set a precedent then for yourself for giving up so if I give up now what else will I give up in and it's the same with doing exercises and um, I have this mentality when I'm doing reps and stuff if I miss one rep I'll do two because when I miss that rep, what will that bring down the line? You know, you miss one rep, you start missing other reps. And it's how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if I give up now, when will I give up again? Does it set a precedent for a weak mind, a week? You know, there there's a difference between giving up in, you know, an injury capacity and things like that. And I completely understand that. And you have to be mindful of that. But there's another thing of giving up when, you know, your mind is just telling you to. And that is basically setting the precedent that, okay, my mind is controlling me at the moment. I'm not controlling it. Uh, and that's not what I wanted to happen. And that was the whole premise of the run and everything. Uh, and that brings me in nicely into my other point, which I found about 20, 30 laps in, was the 40% rule, you know. The 40% rule was coined by the Navy SEALs and I listened to it recently in the Art of Resilience by Ross Edgerly. And that's when, basically, when you're 40%, when your mind tells you you're done, basically, you're only 40% there. So you have another 60% to give. And that's a lot of people. And I always say this about the limiter that we have in our mind. and our, When we ha- when we're 40% exerted, our mind tells us, right, that's off. Because it's a safety mechanism. Our, our bodies want us, our minds want us to be safe. They want the easy, nice, safe path. But sometimes we have to push through that. Obviously, that's life. Do you know what I mean? But that 40% rule is so powerful because a lot of people don't know their own potential. And they only push maybe to the 10s, the 15s, the 30s, not even at the 40. And then they might even push at the 40, but just never, never go past that. But we have so much untapped potential. You know, we only use a small section of our brain, you know. Um, and is that, that's the same with we only use a, spo- a small section of our potential um, because we choose paths that 
are of less resistance and it's really getting comfortable being uncomfortable you know in them zones which is uh which is really really the sweet spot um and in the future you know i want to continue running because i think running is amazing for your mind for your body etc Um, i like doing it on a track because it's <laughs> a little bit less intensive on the legs and things like that and um, me and one of my friends are doing uh, an amazing race um, sometime in the future and there'll be another podcast just uh, surrounding that and uh, what we're going to do and that's around the track um, and it'll, it'll be amazing and we're going to raise a bit of money for charity hopefully so uh, that will be it'd be great um, and I'll, I'll explain it in the in the next podcast hopefully and i'll get um i'll get himself on and we have a good chat about it um but look if anything resonated with you on this podcast you know if you're a runner if you want to do things like that um it's it's amazing and i'd love you to just m- maybe just give me a shout out text me on instagram whatever whatever platform uh, you feel but if i provided a bit of value to you i'd love to hear from you because that's that's basically what makes it all worthwhile if someone just texts me saying look i listened to that podcast i found it very informative i really liked it um i think that was it it really makes it all worthwhile so and as well i just like to say a massive thanks to anyone who's listened to the podcast um so far so thanks a million and god bless